Welcome to Nairobi Chapel and Bakasi. We grow deep to reach wide. Good morning, church. So this is my first time on the pulpit preaching a sermon. Uh, yani, I've been on the pulpit severally leading worship or prayer or service leading and I also MC and host events but preaching <laughs> this is a very first for me and so I guess that's what I get for being a pastor's wife you know when I remember he was telling me he was looking for uh, female preachers for this month's series clearly I was the first target as usual because he was like ah uh, you know I have a three preachers but nimekosa one sunday so of course who had to be <laughs> who had to be the one to do it um but of course at first we battled with it for a very long time but i felt the lord putting it in my heart like eh, please go ahead with this thing so when the lord calleth you obey anywho my name is carol oyola i am a wife to one man <laughs> a mother of two a communication specialist, a journalist, even though I'm not currently practicing. I'm an online content creator. I host events, I MC events. And just recently, I acquired the title of entrepreneur. So enough of the introductions. Let's go straight into the word. Uh, please open with me Ephesians 1, 3 to 14. Ephesians 1. 3 to 14. Those with phones, you might be there faster than those who are flipping the pages, but with time you'll be there. Ephesians 1, 3 to 14. And I'll read, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world, to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ, in accordance with his pleasure and will, to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. Verse 7. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us. With all wisdom and understanding, he made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ to be put into effect when the times reach their fulfillment, to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. Verse 11, in him we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will, in order that we, who were the first to put our hope in Christ, might be for the praise of his glory. And you were also included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. And I'll just read that 13 and 14 again. And you are also included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, 
the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. Now I want you to hold on to that word because I'll be referencing bits of it throughout this sermon. Um, when I was preparing for this sermon um, this week, the Lord kept laying it on me to share my story and not just the usual, oh, I was born where, what I do, um, but even the nitty-gritties that have never seen the light of day. Um, there are some deep secrets I'll be sharing with you guys. Uh, don't worry, don't panic. Um, it's nothing like so major, but I hope that it will be within the confines and that I feel that this is a safe space and I'm glad that the children are in Sunday school. Um, because even as I preach this message to you, I'm also preaching to myself. Now, before we get into it, uh, last month, remember, we looked at the heart of the matter, a study into the book of Romans. Now, we looked at the problem of the human race, the provision of God, the power of God, and the resulting predicament and the practice of salvation, quite a number of Ps. So I hope this series challenged your walk with God and really delve deeper into understanding the book of Romans. And I hope if you didn't get a chance that you can study that book, um, it really challenges uh, your Christianity. Um, if you missed out on any of the sermons or perhaps you slept through one, hmm, you never know. <laughs> you can listen to them on our podcast, Nairobi Chapel Lembakasi, on Anchor FM, SoundCloud, CastBox, or any other platform you listen to podcasts. So for details, please go to our social media pages. We are sorry, Nairobi Chapel Lembakasi on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Now this month's series is about being being everything um, that has to do with a woman. And as you can see on the slide here, this head wrap has quite a number of words on it. Uh, there's mother, daughter, wife, she, lady, queen, princess, friend, sister. All these are sort of those titles that are related or embody a woman or what people would um, associate with a woman. So if you're wondering how this sermon series came about, I know my husband had mentioned it earlier, but he really wanted um, female pastors or female leaders or female mentors to come up on the pulpit and somehow inspire the women um, in the church because they are very few. They are there, but they are very few. And so we're hoping that by the end of this month, uh, the ladies here will be empowered, that you will be blessed to be all that God called you to be. And for the men, please note, this is not just for the women. There's something in there for you too. You'll be able to understand the woman just a little bit better and appreciate every female figure in your life. So this is not just for the ladies, it's for the men too. So men, you've not been left out. All right, so I'm starting this series off and today we'll be talking about identity. Because I believe you cannot be, see what I did there, be who God called you to be if you don't know who you are. Now we read from Ephesians 1, which is literally one of my favorite scriptures on knowing who I am in Christ and the spiritual blessings I receive from being a child of God. Um, and I'll keep referencing to it um, as we go along. Um, so 
maybe just a bit of background. I was born in a Christian home. Uh, my mother gave her life to Christ, I think maybe when I was around six, I can't remember, but it's like, I really don't know if, you know, I know she told me that, I know she got baptized uh, later when I was uh, a young girl, but I felt that she was born again all my life because every Sunday we were in church. So we grew up in a stable home. My dad was just amazing. He was loving and caring. My mother was just, you know, an amazing nachara. But of course, um, things changed when my father passed on. I was just 12 years old. But my mother is just a superwoman. She did everything she could to provide and educate us. Um, she took us through school all the way to university, Yani, by herself. But I think what was most important is that as much as we were just the four of us, because I have two siblings um, and they're here today, um, and I'm sure they'll just be like, oh, God, don't embarrass us. <laughs> Not to worry, I won't embarrass you. But most of all, uh, my mother really taught us the word, the word of God. And she laid a good foundation in our hearts and in our minds. She taught us prayer. She would, you know, when the lights go off at night, uh, for any reason, you know, how can power can be? She gets out her hymn book and she's like, let's sing a hymn and let's read the word. She's to read to us Bible stories. Yani, she really put in the word in us. And even though we slipped away, or personally, maybe let me speak for myself. Even though I slipped away at some point, there were times I had, I faced a bit of rebellion against God uh, for like two years. Um, I still came back. I found my place there because of that foundation that she had put in. And to be very honest with you guys, I've battled my identity almost all my life. And I'm not talking about gender or sexual orientation here. I'm talking about me, me as Carol. Now, uh, as I explained to you in my introduction, I am a mother, I'm a wife, and I, I'm a career woman, and I'm currently also running a business. But um, I battle... Even today, and I think that's why I said I'm preaching this message to you, I battle with me as Carol, without the titles of daughter of so-and-so, mother of so-and-so, wife to so-and-so, employee, you know, I'm here to tell you that you will not find the answers in motivational books or other people's stories, as great as they are, which is not a bad thing, but you'll only find answers in this book, which is the word of God, and that's where I've had to come back to after several years of being born again, I have had to come back to the word of God to understand who I am, who is Carol, right? The titles are good. The titles also form part of who I am. But without those titles, if all of them were stripped away from me today and I was just left as me alone, would I know who I am? So let's go back um, to Ephesians 1 and read verse 4 and 5. Um, which it says, for he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will. Ah, Man, I love this section because it reminds me, um, especially that section where it says he chose us in him before the creation of the world. It reminds me of Jeremiah, Jeremiah 1 verse 5, where 
God was talking to Jeremiah about his anointing as a prophet. And he said, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. Consecrated. Eh, hey, I consecrated. Clearly, that's a hard one. But consecrated you. And as much as we are seeing this in the version of God was telling Jeremiah all this, he's also reassuring us, us, me and you, that he knew us even before we were formed in the womb, even when we we're just a thought, eh? or even maybe when you're we not a thought because some of us are oops babies. Before he formed us, he knew us. And before even we we're born, when we're still in the womb there, he consecrated us. Now, this may sound a bit cliche to you, and you may have had several sermons um, regarding this, and you feel, oh God, this is another one of those sermons. But I need you to really take time to reflect on these words because they really do have an impact in understanding who you really are. God consecrated you even before you were born, meaning you have a purpose. You didn't just appear fine on this earth, you know. He put you here for a reason. And when we go back to Ephesians, he says, he chose us before the world was created to be holy and blameless. I know it's hard to believe, especially uh, as we battle with our sin, as we battle with our past, with all these things we battle with on a daily basis. He chose us to be holy and blameless. Yani, even in your shame, even in your sin, even in your brokenness, you are still his. He knows that he chose you to be holy and blameless. But he remember, it doesn't mean now that we just get comfortable, eh? That we stay in our sin, saying, oh, there's grace, you know. I'll just keep doing what I do because there's grace, because there's grace, right? Sometimes as Christians, we tend to defend ourselves and think, or rather we take advantage of God's grace. But it means knowing who you really are, your true, true identity. Without the titles, without your circumstances, without whatever happened to you, it comes in knowing your creator. And this can only come through salvation. And I'll go back to Ephesians. Uh, remember I told you we'll be referencing that a lot. And this is in verse 7. It says, in him we have redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us. With all wisdom and understanding, he made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure which he purposed in Christ to be put into, into effect Sorry, when the times reach their fulfillment to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. Now, I want you to hold on to that word for a minute. Um, so remember, I told you guys that I would be sharing some really deep moments uh, in my life that have never seen the light of day. Um, and as I said, I'm not sharing this because uh, it's something comfortable for me to do. Um, the only person in this room right now in this church who knows this is my husband. My siblings don't know this. My family does not do this. Even my own mother um, doesn't know this, uh, but God, for some reason, just kept pressing it on my heart to share my story. I don't know why, but I guess I will. So here goes. Um, when I was around six or seven years old, I can't really remember in terms of my age, but I was sexually abused by a female relative. Um... 
uh it only happened once uh but i still have that image in my head um we were having a family get together my dad really was a guy who brings the family together so we're having a family get together at our house and you know how families you know these things start in the afternoon but they go a bit late and yeah it's not that my relative was sleeping over but she decided to take me kando and yeah take advantage and i know my mother will be listening to this podcast and will be in absolute shock uh but i'll make sure to let her know before this goes live um yeah so it's it's something that i have struggled with for years um so maybe just explain to you my personality and maybe if you google personality types you know there's sanguine choleric phlegmatic and melancholic um so i am a phlegmatic and melancholic and we are the guys as you know we i mean each personality has its own strengths and weaknesses um but for me most people may for my personality they may call me calm quiet shy introspect yes i am shy <laughs> um introspective but one of my weaknesses and my husband will attest to this is i keep things in i really don't open up very easily you may see me smiling all joyous i you know i'll interact with people but sometimes deep down i'm really hurting so this is a secret that i kept for years for some reason i was only able to tell my husband um but um it hurt me deeply and i guess i may have to see a therapist perhaps <laughs> um to uh, unpack how this experience affected my life um and please note that my mother didn't know because I didn't tell her. It's not because she didn't care. It's just because I did not tell her. Um, because I was too scared. You know, this is a relative. Um, I carried that shame and somehow still carry it. But the love of God, the forgiveness of God, the amazing grace of God. When I gave my life to Christ, something changed something really changed and that's why i tell you guys for me to even be able to say this without really shedding uh serious tears i may have shed one but like serious tears i can only attribute it to the amazing love and grace of god and that's why i'll go back um to ephesians where it says in him this is verse seven in him we have redemption through his blood redemption through his blood the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of god's grace that he lavished on us let me tell you when i gave my life to christ i knew i was redeemed it took a while but today i can stand here and say i knew i was redeemed and i am redeemed i knew i was forgiven and i am forgiven even though i was a victim but i am forgiven i was bestowed upon grace grace that got me through confusion about my sexual orientation yes there are moments i wondered should i be a lesbian and not that i was practicing it or experimenting or experiencing and i'm not going to get into the whole lgbt discussion but for a, a season i remember i struggled with that it's like the enemy was trying to plant seeds of um lesbianism in my mind in my head to try and think that i'm a i am the produce of the abuse but god 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 and it's not because i was interested but those are the fruits of the sexual abuse grace that got me through nasty relationship grace that got me through my rebellious years grace 
that sustains me to this very day. I can only attribute it to the amazing love and grace of Jesus Christ because I am redeemed. I am forgiven. He has bestowed upon me grace. He has bestowed upon me wisdom and understanding because I am in him. In him, I am secure. And that is what I mean by knowing your true self in Christ. Now, I love the, there's a blog I love and I also follow them on Instagram and Twitter um, it's Desiring God blog um, that's authored by John Piper. Um, if you don't know about it, um, most of you may know it. I'm seeing some of you <laughs> nodding your heads. Uh, yes, that yeah, those guys, that blog is really powerful. And there's an article I read that said, Our insecurity is an invitation from God to escape the danger of false beliefs about who we are and find true peace in who he is. Hey, you guys. Wow, I have to read that again because if that doesn't hit you now, don't worry. I guess when you listen to the podcast afterwards, it may hit you then. I'll repeat. Our insecurity is an invitation from God to escape the dangers of false beliefs about who we are and find true peace in who he is. Now, let me sort of explain and maybe relate it to my life so that you can understand so the insecurities I had of my beauty, if I thought I was pretty enough or beautiful, the insecurities I had about my sexual orientation, the insecurities about my intelligence, am I smart enough? Am I going to make it in life? Am I going to, you know, succeed? All those insecurities, all those were God telling me, listen, listen, you are not those things. That is not what I created you for. That is not what I called you to be. I consecrated you before you were born. I knew you before I formed you. Come to me and I will show you who you really are. And when I heeded to that call is when I started to believe and understand my true self and my true identity. Now I'm going to wrap up. Um, yes, <laughs> I'm wrapping up. I know I'm one of those quick uh, preachers. Clearly, like I told you guys, this is not my job. Eh? Um, I haven't preached before, but um, maybe, I mean, these are, some, these are things that I think will sink in even as you go back home. But I really implore you to read Ephesians 1. It will really change and blow your mind. Um, this, is an, this is an excerpt from a blog article on CRU by Melissa Cratchfield, and she was really delving deep into identity. So some of the things I'll say will relate a lot to that. Um, oftentimes, a gap exists between intellectually knowing these truths about who God says we are and living them out, which is true. Um, you know, the Bible says that you're redeemed, you're forgiven, you know, you are fearfully and wonderfully made, but you understanding and living that out is normally the challenge. That is where we, that's the struggle. That's where the struggle comes in. And this can be affected. Sorry. This can be affected by how we see ourselves, our life experiences, and the ways we allow the world to define us. In order to live out the fullness of our new identity in Christ, which I said, remember, must come from salvation, we must determine what is hindering us from doing so. And this varies from person to person. It may not be the same for all of us. For me, I may be struggling with something else. And for you, it's something else. But many times a false belief has wedged itself between how God defines us and seeing ourselves in the same light. Now, what are these 
false beliefs that I'm, I keep mentioning. And she, this is what Melissa said. When you look at Ephesians 1, some of the false beliefs we may leave out are rejected instead of accepted. The word of God says you are accepted, but you live out thinking you are constantly rejected. In bondage instead of redeemed. You know Christians are a funny lot when we keep saying, oh, I'm still struggling. Oh, I'm still struggling with this sin. I'm still struggling with this and that, with lying, with pornography, with stealing, whatever it is. Instead of living out a life of redemption, a life knowing that we are redeemed, the false belief that we think we are is that we are in bondage and that's not what God says we are. The other false belief is that we are under the law instead of covered by grace. Feeling orphaned instead of knowing that you're adopted into the sonship of Jesus Christ and so on. There's so many. So you can even think of the many false beliefs that you think you are or you're living out and what God really says about you. So living out one of these identities opposed to our new identity in Christ then affects our behaviors. If we still think we're under the law, we may think we have to do more. Eh? You know those guys who think, uh, uh, I need to do more for God in order to be right with him. So you either bury yourselves in yourself in ministry or in service to God, thinking that if I do these good works, eh, me and God are going to be BFFs. Eh? We're going to be good. But instead of resting in Christ's work on the cross, we are focused on trying to be in good standing with God. I mean, serving in ministry is great. Ladies, trust me, I would implore you, please, if we're really looking for guys to serve in church, so sign up uh, or see me even after this or my husband or the ashes um, would really love you to serve. But if you're doing it thinking God will give you a pat on the back without living out his word, spending time with him, then you're really losing the plot. Christianity is not about necessarily what we do. Yes, we live it out and everything. But the, at the heart of what it means to be a Christian is to receive a new identity. In Jesus, we do not lose our true selves, but we become our true selves only in him. And that's why I say if you're here and you're struggling with your identity, especially for the women, I know um, I'm seeing a lot of mothers here and wives and also single ladies. For mothers, you know that uh, when you give birth or when you get a child, uh, you're now changed from being called Carol to now Mama so-and-so. Eh? Your name is no longer Jane. Your name is Mama. Mama Mary or Mama Ngeshi, somebody. When you get married, for as a woman, you're told, forget your name. Now you're Mrs. your husband's name, right? When you are a daughter to someone, you're the firstborn daughter or even the second or third, you're no longer referred to as Waimo or who. You're referred to as daughter of Mama. Yes. So sometimes we tend to think that um, we really don't know who we are because we only know ourselves by the titles that have been bestowed upon us. If you have a doctorate degree, you know yourself as PhD, you know, your name is da-da-da-da, comma, PhD or doctor so-and-so. And so you forget who you are without that PhD, you forget who you are. And it's the same for the men as well. Um, you tend to sort of tie yourself to your achievements or your successes or your titles 
And it's the same thing for me. For the longest time, I tied my career, my identity, sorry, to my career or my relationship status. You know, as a journalist, as I said, and I used to be on TV. And so people would be like, oh, you're the chick who's on TV. But I, you know, it took a while for me after that ended. And I was like, so now that I'm moving into another sort of relatable career, related career, but not on TV, who am I without the title news anchor or reporter. But when you have people always connecting you to the job, you know, you tend to think that's all you are. But you forget that you are more than your job or title. You need to know who your true identity is. When all that is stripped away, who are you? And that can only come by knowing the one and only Lord Jesus Christ. So let me reintroduce myself. Remember I told you guys, uh, remember my introduction? Now I'm going to reintroduce myself. My name is Carol Oyola. I'm a broken vessel patched up in gold by the one and only Jesus Christ. I am redeemed. I am forgiven. I am adopted as a daughter of the king and I am totally free. I am delivered and I am full of grace and full of love and I'm full of joy and I'm full of peace. I am a daughter of the most high king. And I want you guys to go out with that as well. That you will go out knowing that even if you take that boilerplate that I've just said eh, and switch it, put your name and switch. Maybe if you're a man, you say, and I'm a son of the king, that you'll now identify yourself as what God says you really, really are. Join us every Sunday from 11 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. at Rubani House on Shriji Road, off Airport North Road.